0: Greetings, Quester, and welcome to Tiny Meeple's Big Talk, with Matt and Richard.
1: Welcome to this episode of Tiny Meeple's Big Talk. Richard did once point out, we we talked about Star Wars on our last Tiny Meeple's Big Talk, didn't we? Yeah. And Richard did once point out that we have to uh, keep a real balance between the two, and if we didn't, the punishments were horrific. They are. So yeah. here we are this week to talk to you about Star Trek. Now we this was a an idea that Richard had uh, which was wh- who would you pick to make the all-star bridge crew
0: yeah like, it would be who would you pick to be your crew basically if you were going to pick a crew to um, to run a starship <laughs> a Star Trek starship doesn't matter which one I mean you can also pick which ship I suppose. But um, obviously, they each character fulfills different roles in each series. You've got different characters mm. doing the same kind of jobs. So if you could choose from between all of them, mm. which ones would it be? Now, we did uh, think about, well, briefly
1: about this, uh, astrometrics. There's only real... Because um, you, you said there was no astr- astrometrics officer with some of the other ships. Well, and... I kind of
0: thought Seven was the only one out of like main ones and uh, you pointed out there was one in enterprise well, you say
1: I, I kind of was right and wrong in that because i thought about it because I, I said to you now i'm fairly sure there was one it what they had in on the next generation was a stellar cartography department and they, there was a head of stellar t- cartography um uh, a lieutenant darren she only appeared in one episode and she was a yeah. love interest for picard uh but that was stellar cartography not astrometrics but later on, they repurposed the Stellar Cartography Lab and converted it into an Astrometrics Lab. When? But they never really mentioned in—I think it was season seven of Star Trek: Next Generation—but they never really had a specific Astrometrics officer. So what we decided was was that everybody gets to have a seven of nine on their crew.
0: Yeah, because she's—I kind of just thought she invented it as a department yeah. because she and Harry built that Astrometrics Lab. Mm. And they basically modeled the whole galaxy there, didn't they? And I thought well, that was an amazing idea. Yeah. And it's. I think she was
1: the first person to officially have, as a, particularly as a recurring role, that role of astrometrics officer. Yeah, we was but thinking it wasn't of it the first as a one program. The,
0: yeah. Like, if you were. Basically, the, the main roles that are in the TV program, mm. what are you can going to have. And for that. I mean, you also get, like, Keiko being a botanist, but you mm. don't need to have a botanist in every ship. No. So, uh, things like that can be, basically, in Although the science I wouldn't mind department. if everybody got a Keiko
1: for the ship. Because every yeah. ship... Botany would be a part of it, but it wouldn't be a bridge officer role, would it? No. Like, what we've been mainly thinking of is, like, the main
0: department head roles. Gotta plant up here, quick! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um... They... Yeah... Certain departments would have certain um, roles in it, but we're kind of thinking of department heads, basically, yeah. aren't we?
1: So, so um, we've all said that as a freebie, we'll start off with astrometrics and everyone gets a 7 of 9. So, so
0: if... okay, 7.
1: 7 of 9. So thinking about this, uh, Richard, had you decided who was going to be
0: your ship's chief engineer? The chief engineer, I thought of... That, well, just personally, I would like to have Bellana, just because she, um, I just like that character that she has, like, they're all competent, like, mm. in every single show, and like, Scotty would always be kind of telling you that he can't do things, <laughs> then he can do things. But um, well, he is a
1: miracle worker.
0: Yeah, but then he did kind of let the game away when he said that's what he does, <laughs> <laughs> and um, La Forge does a, a similar thing. I, mean, I, do, I, I really like uh, the, Forge the Forge is cool he, yeah. and he's
1: incredibly efficient he's an excellent engineer yeah but he's quite straight cut isn't he in, in a way mm. um, but he is a, a very cool character
0: O'Brien has a lot of personal demons <laughs> and he, he, I, li- I like him but um, I, I kind of like him being on DS9 and uh, like playing around in the holodeck doing the uh, Alamo and stuff like that mm. It seemed like he's happier there than on a starship. (laughs) I (laughs) I have to admit,
1: for my engineer, I was kind of torn. I mean, I I thought of Geordie and dismissed Geordie for the reasons I said, you know, because Mm. I like, he's a very straight cut character and he's he's a really good character. Um, But I thought that some of the others just had more interesting things. I mean, you mentioned you you discarded O'Brien because of some of his personal demons. Well, that was one of the reasons why I was sort of, Thinking O'Brien, yeah. he wasn't my he actual wasn't choice. That. Yeah. yeah, but that was that was it because I like crew. that have got mm. uh, uh, you know some variation. I, I mean, I was really tempted with Scotty because Scotty is just yeah. You know, he's a I grew up admiring Scotty, uh, but I, I went for Bellana as well. Did you? I oh, went that's for B L
0: T. Okay, so you have got. A PLT, yeah. <laughs> I, and I like the way she's always calls Javi Starfleet, even yeah. though she's back in Starfleet <laughs> yeah. as well now.
1: <laughs> well, she's incredibly feisty. She's got so much spirit. I mean, she reminds yeah. me in that way of Kira and They've yeah. both had a uh, similar background. I mean, she's half human, half Klingon. Yeah. So she and has she's different cultural things to deal with. I mean, she
0: was doing the same fight as Kira, mm. I mean, was not she? Against the Cardassians. Yeah.
1: And, you know, but she is an amazing engineer. And I don't think sometimes people give her credit. Because, I mean, just think how difficult it was to keep that starship running yeah, I in was, the Delta qu- Quadrant.
0: I was thinking a lot about the times when Janeway was really impressed with um, B'Elanna's like, engineering skills and stuff mm. and knowledge. It's like, even though she couldn't live by the Academy's rules and yeah, <laughs> did better under the marquee, she was um, yeah, a brilliant engineer. And you just have to cope with a bit of her punching people in the face, stuff like that. But yeah, the rest of the time,
1: yeah, a great engineers. So we are so. actually—I didn't think we'd both go for Balana, but we we have both gone for Balana. So yeah. pick an officer. Which officer? Any officer.
0: Oh okay. Who have you got for science officer?
1: Science. Now again, this was one where I was really torn, but only between two characters
0: mm. here.
1: Uh, actually, now I say that my first thought was, um, a, you know, a bit of a. Shall I go with Spark or shall I go with Data?
0: Yeah.
1: But Data sort of fulfilled the science officer's role, but he was technically not the science officer.
0: He was well, technically
1: the he was he kind of filled that capacity, but he officially he was the, the operations, officer. Officer. operations officer.
0: Operations officer, yeah.
1: Um but in the end I made the choice A lot with Jadzia Dax. Oh yeah, that's a um, nice one. Yeah. Dax, again, one of my favourite characters in there. Uh, she used to, uh, be, at times, described as a bit of an action Barbie, mm-hmm. and, um, but she was an incredibly described intelligent. By you as that. <laughs> Not by me. No, okay. uh, she was an incredi- incredibly intelligent character. Having the, the the Dax symbiont gave her quite a lot of dimensions, and uh, she loved life, the yeah. same as Doctor McCoy. Yeah, yeah, that's um, nice when characters are like that. And she could draw on so much life experience that I thought I so had many to have lives. her on my uh, on my crew in some capacity. Yeah. And I was kind of torn because I I, I initially wrote her down for the uh, helm or flight controller position. Right. Uh, but in the end, I went for science officer. For okay,
0: that. so she was a science officer. So for me, I've gone with Spock. You went with Spock. Yeah, just because. Um, for one thing, it's just the, the classic. Mm. And, um, and it's such a, a great character. And also, just the sheer... Well, they've all got the knowledge, basically. But, I mean, Spock's got so much knowledge. And it's like, it would be nice to have at least one character being logical. Mm. Above all else. <laughs> that might be a
1: problem with my crew. It kind
0: of... Um, <laughs> Offsets the Balana character, you have got Balana very emotional, but she mm. still knows her stuff, but then Spock is going to be bringing the logic even at the expense of everything else, like you've seen when Spock was in charge, like in the Galileo Seven things mm. like that, and how it doesn't go very well, but when it's with other characters and when he's not directly in command, then yeah, he's a really great character to have and um uh, yeah, I just thought it'd be great to be on a ship that has Spock.
1: I was so torn because I really wanted Spock on the crew, <laughs> but I just, as I say, making a party planner. Yeah, so. Dax had even more uh, years of experience because of the symbiote, yeah. mm. um, and some
0: of the lives was just dossing, So some of them,
1: <laughs> yeah. some of them, um, and I even thought of Data. Yeah, in that role. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I was capacitors. very... I think he could outperform Spock, uh, but there was just kind of like a, a childhood in my head of watching the original series and wanting Spock on the crew. Yeah. And I didn't find a place for him in the end.
0: The, the ship I'm imagining being on is Voyager, partly because I'm wearing this, which you told me was a, an actual prop from Voyager. It's is why it doesn't fit me great, but it fits me okay but I think that's really that's cool. That's why you couldn't turn down wearing it for the episode. <laughs> Definitely not. I was, I was at first a little bit against it, but yeah, this is great. Like, yeah, And um, also, I just like the Voyager ship um, being a little science ship, that was kind of scruffy thing. I mean, I know before when I talked about what ship I'd like to live on, I chose Enterprise D, but I'm thinking a bit more about command here. And uh, I really like Voyager, but I'm thinking if I've got a Spock as science officer then i would have to have on the bridge have to cram on one of those spockoscopes as yeah, they call them in Futurama so you could like stare in look down that blue thing all the time. <laughs> even if it does nothing but, <laughs> yeah.
1: okay so for science I've got Jadzia and you've got Spock so yeah.
0: pick a role Richard I'll pick another role have you got tactical down as one I have got tactical down okay who've you got for tactical Ah, Worf, <laughs> Worf. Yeah, that that is a great tactical officer,
1: actually. <laughs> well, it was kind of because I was think- originally I was thinking of Wolf Security, which is mm-hmm. his role in Next Generation. Uh, but then he, in Deep Space Nine, he's more in a tactical role where he's coordinating fleet movements and the ships around Deep Space Nine. Oh, and he's, he's still yeah, yeah, he's still involved in security and is is always there when there's a melee going on. Yeah, and Wolf is just is. Actually, Michael Dawn has appeared in more episodes of Star Trek than any other actor.
0: I know, I've watched him all, <laughs> and um, he is often in Star Trek. <laughs> and he's just
1: a beast, isn't he? He's just yeah. absolutely amazing in, 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 as Worf. He's such an interesting uh,
0: character. I mean, uh, He's such a strong character, but also there's little little f- funny idiosyncrasies that come out. What would you say
1: on. is one of the uh, your strongest memories of Worf as a character? As, as well, in the actually, that he
0: what I'm thinking of at the moment is things that are in DS9, mm. particularly when he fought loads of Jamadar, in that, when they were in the prison camp. That's exactly what I was going to say. Is it? Yeah. All right. And the other one <laughs> With, was when, when Martok he Martok
1: went... supporting him and he's fighting and, cool. and he goes through yeah. one after the other, right? Up until the first. And they
0: keep sticking Garrick in the wall. Even and he's, he's like, he's
1: refusing to back down, even though he's got broken
0: ribs. Yeah, and... yeah. He keeps going and pressing that thing. So that's kind of the quintessential And the Jem'Hadar says, I cannot defeat this man. I can only, I can kill, only him. kill him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was great. Yeah. And then he talks about it later, doesn't he? How he had that kind of warrior moment with Martok mm. <laughs> and you can kind of think back to the episode the other one I think of him mainly of is um, that one when he be- went back to save Jadzia yeah. when they were running through the forest the on
1: hearts beating
0: yeah yeah that one and um, because that really screwed his career up did <laughs> it because like that's was- Basically, why he didn't get to have a ship yeah. of his own? He I would always, obviously have had one by
1: now. Oh, it's made me smile as well. Uh, Especially we, we see him in a, in command in one of the Star Trek films, don't we? First Contact. When he's flying the Defiant. He's in command of the Defiant, yeah. Like I said, a um, little ship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: um,
1: no, but because there's a one of the things in in Deep Space Nine was when um, Jad Jatzie. Tells Cisco that he intimidates Worf. Oh, well, he, he's <laughs> really happy, is like, isn't he? He's, like, he's happy and yeah. he's laughing. At, I intimidate Worf. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was the a, only that was person a good that moment. can intimidate Worf. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, that guy, if there's anybody you want at your side in a melee, yeah. it's going to be Worf, isn't it? I mean, he's probably the greatest warrior that we see in Star Trek.
0: But if it's going to be purely tactical. Then um, yeah, it's got to be Worf, really. So I'm gonna put that
1: down. We're both going for Worf. Okay. Yeah, I'm kind
0: of keeping track of yours on here. So.
1: Oh, you oh, you're comparing. Um, yeah. I'm also because he's in tactical, got a security role, and that was I've gone for Odo. <laughs>
0: yeah, he loves the policing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so... Because
1: and because he's a shapeshifter, he is so effective as a policeman. And I've got to have somebody on my ship that can be uh, watching Quark.
0: Yeah, you do. If you, even if he's not on your ship, I need to know he that will somebody still be watching is making arrangements
1: to be still yeah. watching Quark. So,
0: um, having the Ferengi under surveillance is yeah. the main aspect. Because
1: there's things that he does as a security officer because of um, being a shapeshifter, where mm. he's able to sneak aboard ships and solve crimes and, and it's, it's not just, just, just absolutely that. incredible even
0: if he wasn't even when he's a solid because he is a solid for a little while mm. he is still a great police officer yeah isn't he? because
1: he's just got a, a great policeman's instinct he and he's suspicious it. of everybody yeah uh, it's one of his best qualities but as well as that he'd be such a useful person to have on the crew because he could go into environments where they don't need oxygen yeah. uh, where gravity is an issue he can he can change into all sorts of different creatures and mm. and useful things. So definitely I want Odo on the crew as security.
0: I don't know if I was thinking about the security, Rob, because normally it kind of goes with tactical, doesn't it? Because mm. Worf was both tactical and security mm. on the Enterprise, but then on DS9 he was tactical and intelligence, wasn't he? Because I remember when Doctor Bashir had to take over for him and he wasn't to read all the reports mm. and keep them to himself and he hated it. So um but I think in the original series, I don't think there was a... Was there a security officer? There were security... There were there was the security people, there guys, was, was but security they died guys, every week. Yeah,
1: but this is it. That's because there was no one running the department. <laughs> maybe
0: that's what it is. Yeah, maybe they had just an empty desk with dust on it. And Kirk was just having to write letters to families all the time. But yeah, so I think it was a little bit more utopian back then mm. um, because it was like back when Gene Roddenby was was calling the shots a bit more and um, yeah I think really in DS9 that was when security kind of became an issue because they were they were making the show a bit darker, weren't they, and everything. But obviously in um I I just wanted to be a bit different. I mean, Odo is wonderful for mm. security, but I'm gonna have Yar on mine. Yar? It, Tasha Yar? Yeah really? because I'd like to a, a a universe where she was alive again. <laughs> <laughs> it was sad when she died so I'm here early. for you man I'm yeah. here for you <laughs> thanks man <laughs> I know she was like back as Seela for a while but um, it was just sad to have a, a character die so early you know show. I remember
1: and when I first started collecting Star Trek uh, CCG cards when mm-hmm. I was a kid and I got a Tasha Yar card and I was so excited I got a Tasha Yar card and yeah. then I was like but she dies so early on
0: <laughs> yeah and it, as the said it was like meaningless as well it was yeah. a display of power by that stupid tar guy, but um yeah, it's just like that. Her backstory was that she was on this really kind of dystopian planet, mm. and she'd kind of come from that kind of thing. So I just thought so. It's her background that you like yeah yeah the fact that she's kind of bringing those kind of things to security okay and partly because i don't want my ship to be exactly the same as yours yeah so we have a different science officer and different security ones but we've got the same tactical and engineer so okay we'll just see how it goes We've both gone for klingons
1: in those departments.
0: yeah i really do like odo for security that's great but a bit the same as o'brien I like him being on DS Nine. Mm. I don't like to think of him being on a ship so much, but that, that's just my personal thing, and mm. it's and it's my crew, so not <laughs> do what I want. Yeah. <laughs> who who have you got on medical? Medical, I and have gone for the DS Nine route and chosen the guy who's genetically engineered, Bashir. Julian Bashir. Yeah. Why yeah. have you gone for Bashir? Partly because of the fact that he is um, genetically engineered, but probably I do like the character because um, he was a little bit similar to Harry Kim, just very, very optimistic and happy to be there, and uh, just wanted to experience the galaxy and stuff like that. And it's nice to have a character like that. Mm. And when you can have him also be hyper-intelligent at the same time, it just it just seems like that would be a real benefit. I was It was a toss-up between him and Phlox from Enterprise because okay. I liked... I liked his menagerie of creatures that he had because Mm. I think it was a really good idea Mm. in Enterprise to have him go the more kind of biological, Mm. like using creatures for their medicinal properties route, Mm. which is what we do here on Earth, like basically searching the rainforest for cures for diseases and it's just interesting for that to happen in the future but Mm. for multiple planets rather than just use gadgets. Like, like the others do. So who have you chosen?
1: Well, I actually, I thought a little bit about the EMH from Voyager. Because the EMH yeah, is a good choice. But, but I've still I thought, got him in a pinch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I thought the EMH would be a good choice. But if power ran out, it would be difficult. And it took a long time to get to a good EMH. He wasn't good from the beginning. Yeah, and the you same... need the
0: 29th century thing. Yeah, that you had on. And
1: you might not get that. The other thing I was sense. thinking was, because I, you know, I liked Crusher when she came back after her disappearance from the next generation mm. uh, and she was trying different things so she was a much better character better written and better acted I'd say as well but that was because Gates McFadden well. was doing yeah. a... she had more input into that character at that point yeah, which is why she came back and uh, she, she did a great service when she did that mm. but in the end I went for Julian Bashir because he is a yeah. great doctor he's, he's brilliantly clever um great to have in a pinch uh he's actually when you find out he's genetic engineered uh, and he starts to not hide his abilities in different things which he'd done Mm. previously you start to realize just how useful he is i mean he's he's like a little computer like data sometimes working out figures incredibly fast yeah uh, increased hand-eye coordination which is good if you come into a fight Mm. and he's just generally a
0: good guy so you've got a bit of a ship full of computers haven't you really
1: i well i've got some very clever people on my ship and um, I would like to think of as being an intelligent crew so but he's my medical choice Uh, who have you got for helm
0: helmsman did you pick a helmsman I did yeah Um, are you worried
1: that I might have picked the same helmsman Tom Paris. one of my favourite Characters in Voyager I actually <laughs> beyond that I just think Tom Paris is a very good, good character well you need the rebel without a cause <laughs> to be on that
0: <laughs> well he, he's just all about piloting but mm. also he has loads of other interests and I think he would make the crew a bit more fun he was up, he was constantly kind of answering back to Janeway and all stuff like that wasn't he? so I think that would be interesting we get to play as Captain Proton holo programs and I mean just look at the people I've got like He'd be on there with Spock and Worf. You'd need somebody bringing a bit of character to the bridge. Mm. So, and, and he also are you is suggesting a... that Worf doesn't have character? Oh, he he
1: has to order foon juice all the time. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Take a ward on the wild side. But, I mean, yeah, Tom Paris I think is a bit of an underrated character sometimes because he was very well acted, very well played, um, mm. but he had some very good survival skills because he grew up in a bit of a rough. Uh, he's very much ready in a bar. Mm. He knows his way around. Yeah, um, and also he's got street smarts. And also, <laughs> yeah. uh, Bolana's in engineering. So if I've got Tom, he can be happy. Actually, yeah. You know what? I didn't think of that. <laughs> You're not thinking about these characters' love <laughs> I lives, I are you? I mean, I've got I've got Jadzia and Worf together. I've got Bolana
0: and Tom together. I've got a lonely Worf.
1: And she is going to be
0: pining. For here as well. <laughs> <What>? <laughs>
1: so yeah. No. So so um, we've both yeah. gone with Tom Paris.
0: We always found him quite a funny character as well. I I watched all these with my sister, and we just found it funny that Tom Paris was such a rebel, but also mm. he was just such a clean-cut guy as well. It's like he was he was spoken about as being such a rebel, but he was also just such a nice, normal yeah. guy. And so it's like. He's basically the Starfleet version of a rebel, <laughs> yeah. which is still just a stand-up member of the community. <laughs> I mean, he's not,
1: like, not like Harry Kim in <clears> the <throat> sense of being really naive. He's got a lot of street smarts, but he is mm. genuinely a nice guy who wants to help people. Still a but he just makes a lot of mistakes. Yeah. Um, but
0: yeah. One of the best ones of Voyager, I think, is where he gets uh, gets demoted. I think it was very interesting to have an episode where a character gets severely disciplined like that. Mm. So yeah, he was a very interesting character, yeah, I thought, and plus I just thought as a pilot have someone who loves the piloting, Mm. because I know um, in Next Generation they went through a few didn't they really, Helmsman, they didn't have the same one for a long time. No, uh,
1: but obviously with with being out in the Delta Quadrant they just had a particularly one guy pretty much running the show. You're saying they had that. to
0: just have what they had. <laughs> well, there <laughs> were other were the helmsmen, the, yeah.
1: but he was the standout one. And, actually, and Janeway went was to the prison to get him. He, he was, was so... the third officer as well, wasn't he? He yeah. was never actually specifically said, um, but if you actually look at some of the dialogue, so the, you, you the just command structure...
0: structure <laughs> between the lines. No, no it <laughs> okay. was
1: there were times where like it was made clear that he was in command because Tuvok, Chakotay and Janeway weren't there. And so he was in charge, which would put him in the role of third officer. I
0: always remember that episode of... Uh... There were several
1: instances where it was like that. Plus there was uh, an in, another one where it was kind of like a... I think it was like an alternate reality or something like that. But it was Chicote, Tuvok, and, and then um, Paris in command. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he was the... You can read between the lines there with some Until of the, the things E-M- that said.
0: EMH turned himself into the ECH. Yeah, Emergency to Command. <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: but then... So yeah, so Tom was just a great character. But now, we've gone through a lot of these. Uh, I've only got three roles left. Uh, Operations. I forgot about operations. You forgot about operations. Uh, Let me just think about what the options are. Well, while you're thinking about that, I'll tell you who I chose. Okay.
0: Data. Now. Hang on. Okay, I see. He can do both roles, can't he? He is... I thought of two Datas then. (laughs) Well, no, I've only got one Data. Oh, who was your, oh, your science was Jazzy, wasn't it? Yeah, right. Dax was yeah. the science officer.
1: So the only role I've got for Data is Ops. And I think having Data on the ship in any capacity is a good idea. Yeah. Um, because he's just an all-round great person to have on the ship. Mm. Incredibly intelligent, incredibly useful as a crew member, uh, and one of my favourites in Star Trek.
0: Yeah. Brent yeah, Spiner did
1: a great job of bringing Data to life.
0: Yeah, I think that, that is a, a good choice. I mean, I know I have said before that I would. Actually, I can kind of have my cake and eat it with the uh, engineers because I'm pretty sure it wasn't. Uh... But who was the operations in DS nine?
1: It was one Miles Edward O'Brien. I'm going to have him. And I was torn between Miles and Data, but I just thought is oh, so Brian. much useful
0: in other, other aspects. Well, your ship's going to be very logical, and mine is going to be nice and Irish. <laughs> <laughs> Which is how I want my ship. Nice and Irish? You've only got a Brian. <laughs> he's only he, Irishman. Yeah, but he's so Irish. <laughs> he's so Irish. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah.
1: Miles Edward O'Brien. Yeah, okay, yeah, we'll give you that one.
0: Okay. Um, and he can hang out with B- Bashir. And they can yeah. go on the holodeck there. Yeah, well, I think uh, Bashir
1: is always going to be friends with my data.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good luck with that one. Well, they both
1: think alike. Yeah. <laughs> he, with his genetic engineering. Yeah.
0: You know. It's, it's somebody that could possibly beat him at darts, isn't it? Exactly. Somewhere.
1: Exactly. So there's only two roles left. Yeah. I know who my captain and first officer are. I'd yeah. like to hear who your, who your first officer is.
0: My first officer. The obvious choice is Riker, but I didn't want to go with the obvious choice for mine. Um, I was kind of tempted about um, to Paul. She was basically the first officer, but also the science officer of Enterprise. But I thought I'd got Spock to be the Vulcan. I don't want to be speciesist, but like he's... Feeling, One Vulcan's enough. No, <laughs> oh, he's feeling the logical lo, the logical kind of role there. Mm. I don't want to be like that captain on that episode of DS9 who only has Vulcans. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, that, that was a bit nasty. So, I actually wanted to have Kira because of ah, her scrappiness and... I nearly went yeah, with Kira. and uh, just her very strong ways and... Just like Yar, it's her past, basically, Like she can bring those kind of experiences to the crew. And basically, the Federation seems kind of pampered, but these people aren't. And um, I think it, I think, basically, not just in combat situations, but also just in hanging around mm. on the ship, I think the stuff they say will just be a splash of cold water to mm. the, the people who've always lived like within the Federation. So, yeah, Kira is mine.
1: So you've got Kira. I very nearly went for Kira. I did go for the only rational choice.
0: Yeah, William T. Riker. William T.
1: Riker. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of Riker.
0: I mean, your ship is going to be flipping amazing. But mine is going to be kind of... It's just going to be the ones that I want to have, and yeah. that's kind of what I went. What I really went for. So yeah.
1: yours is Riker. Mine was Riker. I mean, Riker is a brilliant first officer. He's very cool. He is the number one. He is possibly the coolest guy in Star Trek. <laughs> yeah, isn't he? And yeah. um, there was there were so many times where I thought, why is this guy not got a ship of his own? Because he would make an amazing captain. He kept
0: not wanting to have because one, he wanted didn't to be he? on the Enterprise. With yeah, the, the car. flagship. Yeah, being the second officer on the flagship, Flagship was better than having his own other mm. ship, wasn't it, to him?
1: I always thought, you know, there's so many options for a new Star Trek series, and again, they've gone into the past, which I wish they hadn't have done with the upcoming Star Trek show. Um, mm-hmm. But I always wanted to see a, a series where Riker got his own ship. Right. I mean, there was a series of books, weren't there, the Star Trek following the Titan, the USS Titan, where he yeah. gets his own crew and he has two Vok on his crew. That's a very really interesting crew. And he has is um, by that point is married. Deanna. So Deanna's were there, him. yeah. Uh, and then the rest they of the Have tru- a few crew crazy pretty... aliens that
0: are really good. It's like, like, a, like... Dinosaur There's a dinosaur doctor. A Di- dinosaur doctor. It's a dino. Right, I right, kind of half cyborg. Um, and they also had their science officer could only exist in like nearly zero g, mm. and they had to they had like a hologram avatar for her to get around the rest mm. of the ship. I thought it was like interesting ideas that would be difficult mm. to realize on the TV screen, mm. but you could do it in a book. So I think the Titan is a really interesting ship. I mean, I do think, out of all the first officers, if you were going to say a
1: first officer that was would make the best captain, I mean, all of the Star Trek ships had good first officers. I mean, you've gone with Kira. Kira would be a brilliant leader. Yeah. Um, Chakotay. Chakotay was great. I loved the character of Chakotay.
0: I very nearly went for Chakotay because I, I did really like him.
1: Well, I always wanted him to be the captain instead of uh, Janeway. Mm. I always preferred him as a character to Janeway's character
0: I like the vegetarian characters as well <laughs> just because it's what I eat so but, yeah. <laughs> it's not so that validated
1: um, but he and as, again because of his ancestry and his heritage he brought something different to the mm. show but in the end yeah there's just no no competition Riker mm. hands down is the best number one yeah so big reveal time
0: no no actually before we do the captain I also wanted to have a uh, communications officer because there's only certain times when they have one
1: i did think about that but because of the invent of the universal translators they didn't have one after yuhura so there's only two in star trek which was
0: hoshi yeah
1: and yuhura herself
0: i just wanted to have hoshi on the ship because she's so competent if i was Um, going to have amazing with languages if
1: i was going to pick a communications officer so we're saying everyone gets a a communications officer i would have gone with hoshi
0: yeah yeah, I mean... Although the, now
1: you've gone... Now you've said Hoshi, I'm, I'm thinking maybe I should have Uhura. You but, could have
0: Kelvin Uhura, Uhura if you wanted. I mean... Kelvin I mean, Universe Uhura. Hmm. I don't know. So it's a learner. What? Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was... No, actually, you've not got Spock. I don't I've, have Spock. I've got Prime Universe Spock here. And, no, I, I, was, I was just thinking out loud. I don't mm. know. <laughs> I mean... Uh, <laughs> Prime I think follows, you're giving away but... a
1: little bit too much about yourself here. <laughs> <laughs> No, sorry. So we all get a communications officer. In that case, I would probably say... I, yeah, I do like Hoshi. Mm. I do like the character. I do like Yohura as well, but I feel that they fleshed... I mean, probably the wrong term. They fleshed out Hoshi's character more and went more into her background and her story and oh, developed her more than they did with Yahura. She was just
0: so brilliant with mm. languages. I mean, she was... Like Daniel Jackson level of knowing languages, but also she could listen to it for a while and then like mm. isolate what the verbs were and stuff like that, and it was just yeah. so amazing.
1: I mean, I do think, as I say, I probably have to say Hoshi because as much as I love Yahura I do, as I say, I feel that they just spent more time creating the character with Hoshi mm. and with with the original series Star Trek. It was all although they. All the characters were good. I mean, Chekhov and Sulu were great characters. Scotty was amazing. But a lot of the time, the only characters they gave a lot of depth to and with backstory and subplots were your main three, Kirk, Spock and, and McCoy. Yeah. Whereas with... The later series they made sure to give more time probably just a time factor because the original series had far fewer episodes than the other yeah. series of star trek so i would probably say that again they just did more with the hoshi character so i'd have to go with hoshi now before we come to captains yeah i do think that we should all get one free pick for a crew member
0: or just a random one
1: not not to go in a specific role but in like a maybe a special advisory status.
0: That's a nice and idea. And
1: for me, I am going with Kira.
0: Right, so you still get a Kira.
1: I get a Kira. Because Kira Nerys is one of the best characters in Star Trek. I absolutely love her character. I think Nana Visitor does a great portrayal of the character. And it's the first time we really see a character from that sort of background, from an oppressed, conquered world. Yeah. There was a freedom fighter. In a pinch, she's a character you want to have at your side. Okay. If, I, if I was being held captive by the Cardassians, then it would be her and Worf that I'd want coming after me to rescue me.
0: I don't blame you. Yeah. They are a reliable team.
1: And someone's got to kick Cardassian, butt on my ship.
0: Well, I already have Kira and Worf on my ship. And since it's going to be a, a free character, I would just Non-Captainsy. Go, I would just go with my heart <laughs> and choose another Vulcan. I'm going to go with Chewbacca. Tuvok, good yeah, choice. I um I love what he did with the the whole uh, Vulcan philosophy basically. Yeah. I mean there was so much more to his idea of being Vulcan and he's another tactical officer and he is like he knows multiple martial arts and things mm-hmm. like that and his mental discipline seems a little bit different to to Spock's. Mm. I mean I've already got Spock as being my science officer but Tuvok it seems like he has all these emotions that he's keeping in check. I know Spock does as well but Spock finds things fascinating famously. Mm. Uh, Whereas um, (laughs) Tuvok (laughs) basically it makes Vulcan philosophy seem like more of a way of life. and i just watching Voyager. I just, I, I really um, identified with his character because the way he'd find people annoying, like <laughs> Neelix, obviously, um, and yet he would keep everything in control all the time. Mm. And uh, I would, I would love to have him on the ship. So I'm just writing Tuvok down here. Yeah no particular role but he will he be on, on the, the ship. ship and yours was Keira, mine was kira so i mean I, is here as, as i well.
1: say kira's got so much spirit she's such a great character mm. she's got so much empathy with her yeah. for other people and their problems and i just think it would i would want a kira on my ship she nearly made it to my first officer role as well because she is just an exceptional person
0: yeah you know, I mean, um,
1: um, I mean, I wish I could have had Spock on my ship. If I hadn't, if I'd got Kira on a role, I would probably have said that my free um, officer was going to be Spock because I re- and I regret not having Spock on my ship. But my ship, as it is, is just so cool.
0: I regret not having Chakotay, but um, Chak- yeah, I couldn't really think of him being in a different role. And I think, like, I don't know, if I'm just having, he would have been my second choice for first officer, mm. whereas. Chuvak, I would just like him to have him on the ship Mm. somewhere. So the big moment of truth, the captaincy. Yeah, the captaincy. Now (laughs) this is why we kept this till last. But yeah, I kind of imagined me being the captain on this ship. (gasps) Power struggles. I know, power, power play. But no, no. If we're gonna pick a uh, captain. For this particular crew, I imagined
1: it was just being a ship that we were on. You know, like in Star Trek, you get admirals that would go out on missions, and they'd have a, a complete command crew on the. So yours ship.
0: is an even greater power play. So you want to be an admiral? <laughs> yeah. uh,
1: well, I just like the idea of being on the ship with this crew, mm. and this is uh, knowing that this crew was out there. If I, you know, you know, sometimes you think, you know, you're uh, you need a rescue mission. You're stranded somewhere. Mm. Who would come to save you? Well, this is the crew I'd want to come and save me. Right. Um, But yeah, Captain, aside from yourself,
0: who would you pick as the captain? Um, Well, for me, I know there are other captains out there, but it's kind of the classic toss-up between Picard and Kirk because I loved The Next Generation when I was watching that. And obviously, Captain Picard is so solid with tactics and also he's so cultured as well and so good at diplomacy. But I really love the original series as well. And it's more recently that I've been watching the original series and appreciating that Kirk has as much depth, basically, Mm -hmm. and yet is more of a maverick. He will uh, flaunt the rules more. (laughs) And I'm just thinking with this particular crew that I've got here, I think for the captain... I just think it'd be really interesting to have Kirk on a ship. he's got Spock basically, so there's the classic team of Kirk and Spock. But then Kirk to have blizzard. his first officer being Kira, his homelessman being Tom Paris, his tactical being Worf, Bashir, B'Elanna, O'Brien, your. I think Chewbac. Kira is <laughs> such Amazing. a maverick herself
1: that I, um, I, I admit, you've got two, a very maverick team there. This ship will
0: be causing <laughs> chaos in the galaxy. <laughs> But I would like to Uh, see it. (laughs) Yeah, So I'm going with that. I'm going with Kirk for my captain.
1: I also thought of the traditional, you know, toss-up, as you say, between Kirk and Picard. But for a long time, I felt that if I was going to serve with a captain, Mm. I'd want it to be Cisco.
0: Right.
1: From Deep Space Nine. Because you're wearing his uniform. I am wearing his... (laughs) Well, he lent it me. Oh, uh, yeah. On the specific terms that I named him as the captain of the ship.
0: Oh, okay, good. So, um, so we're eating jambalaya, later yeah. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> <rock> <laughs> I mean, out of all, I mean, I love the original. I love all from original series. The only series I wasn't a huge fan of was Enterprise. Mm. Uh, but I loved Deep Space Nine. I thought that it, as a series, it did stories that were long term and ongoing in a way that the other series couldn't because they were constantly moving. Yeah, location. Whereas yeah. they were able to have. Um, a long-term villain. I mean, having the story be- with the nemesis of um, Sisko Dukat. and Ducat mm. was a brilliant move.
0: There were a lot of twists around it yeah. as well, weren't there?
1: And, as I say, the having Kira there as kind of like a Maverick character. Well, Sisko could be a Maverick. I almost always, I always see Sisko as sitting between Kirk and Picard. Because he did use his biological was... weapons that
0: time. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and I, mean, I think one of the... Because I was debating, really, between Picard... And Cisco, but what clinched it for me was one scene in particular. Nah. You hit me, Picard
0: never hit me. Oh yeah, when I'm he, not Picard. <laughs> when he punched Q. When he punched Q in the face. Actually, yeah, punching Q is pretty badass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: take aside defeating the Dominion. Take mm. aside the fact that he's not is the only captain that's not entirely human because he's part prophet. Yeah. The fact that he punched a Q. Yeah.
0: Yeah that is pretty amazing. Uh but oh, he yeah, like he liked his yeah. sports,
1: he was a great team builder. He cook. he could cook. He would have you around to dinner. He was a single dad. That's it. There was again I felt that there was a lot to his character. I mean mm. he's um he, he was the first time you saw a character with a real family situation because obviously he had his own daddy he was worried about. He had his um son. Yeah. He ended up getting married. He came yeah. from a situation where he was a single dad after losing his Uh, Wife, there was so much more that they did with that character. It was the only character that they had that was more than just a Starfleet captain, because he was the emissary of the prophets. Yeah. Um, So he had a very much cultural
0: aspect to his character. I thought
1: he was a great officer for uh, wartime, but Mm. he was also a good diplomat, much like Picard. He also had a real interest in history and archaeology, like Picard. But that was more to do with the fact that. Because of his role as the emissary in trying to understand the well, history of yeah. Beijing,
0: his, his interest was archaeology on Beijing. Mm. Whereas Picard's was just
1: role. archaeology
0: across the galaxy. Yeah, yeah, especially yeah. with Vash. <laughs> <It's> well, <laughs>
1: Vash is an interest all in the throne, isn't she? Um, <laughs> yeah. And obviously, his friendship with Dax was well, great. Um, yeah. And I just thought, again, if I was going to have a cat, this, this is a guy who, whereas Picard would follow the Prime Directive and probably leave you stranded if he had to. 98% of the time. Kirk would just disregard the Prime Directive every time he needed to. Cisco would do that when it was important. He was a guy that knew... he, He saw the line, and he knew when it was morally right to cross the line. Yes. So he followed the rules, but he wasn't a slave to the rules. He knew sometimes that to... For things to be done right, you had to kind of bend the rules a little bit.
0: Look at that stuff he did with Garak that time. The Pale Moonlight one, was it? Yeah, in the Pale Moonlight.
1: Which was a fantastic episode. Brilliant. When he brought the Romulans into the war. Yeah. And he can live with it.
0: And it was a fake.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. How ironic.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Alright, so you you have got Sisko as captain, Riker as first officer, Jadzia as science officer, Tom Paris on the helm, at Tactical, Bashir as the Doctor, Balana in the engine room, Seven of Nine in the Astrometrics Lab, Data as operations officer, Odo as security officer, on Communications, and Kira
1: Wandering around and kicking ass.
0: Doing whatever she needs. Kicking to do. ass and taking names. Yeah. That that is a pretty amazing crew. Yeah. I I could see that I could see that as being a, what ship are you imagining? Just <laughs> off the top of your head?
1: off the top of my head i was probably thinking the enterprise e just cuz it was an advanced ship that is a
0: sweet ship yeah so yeah they've they've got a lot of firepower with them
1: i mean obviously we in Cisco i nearly said the defiant
0: yeah but that would be very cramped and yeah. uh, warlike. And yeah. stuff so yeah
1: if we're just general exploration we want the enterprise i don't think
0: you'd have an asthmatic slab on that
1: no there wouldn't be space
0: so yeah, and for me, I've got Captain Kirk with the First Officer Kira. That is weird. <laughs> just, just even Kirk and Kira. That. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Science Officer Spock looking down the Spockoscope. Tom Paris is still flying the ship, and Wolf is still on tactical. Bashir is still being the genetically engineered doctor. B'Elanna is in the engine room. Seven's in the astrometrics lab. This is all on Voyager, by the way. O'Brien is sorting out operations and hanging out with Bashir at various times security is Tasha Yar um, being incredibly tough communications is Hoshi and Tuvok is there to help everybody with their logic
1: I I would say that I mean O'Brien is an amazing character I love that O'Brien was in Next Generation and, and Deep Space Nine. Yeah. I love some of the stories that he gets into and his he friendship must be with Bashir.
0: Getting close to Worf in amount of episodes. Well, he, as I say, it wasn't was not in that many, many episodes See, of Next Generation. He
1: reason. was in. He did probably more small appearances than a lot, because uh, originally it was the transporter chief. Are
0: oh, you counting seconds of screen
1: time? <laughs> <I'm>, well, he, <laughs> just sheer appearances. Right, okay. He appeared a lot, just operating transporters um but he then later played more of a role in some of the later next generation episodes and
0: yeah and he was such a deep character in in DS9 and cuz I watched some of the commentaries of the episodes and interviews with the writers and things and they said like when you when you when you want to really feel an episode he just makes something really awful happen to O'Brien. <laughs> i felt well, sorry yeah. for him. But well, this is it. Really I mean, terrible he, things happened to him. He, uh,
1: he had a lot to live through, especially because of his in, in, in different ordeals with the Cardassians and, and things like that. But he was such a good character. I mean, there was... there's When you're looking at these sort of series and you're seeing that a character has to hold an, an entire episode by himself, mm. there's not a lot of characters that can do that. And do it well, no. but with him, you can just watch any episode with him, and his acting will bring it to life. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Colmania was great. At that. He was, he was absolutely fantastic, wasn't he? And your dad got to meet him once.
0: He did, yeah, at the university. Yeah, yeah, I think I he was g- doing something different at the time. But yeah. I
1: got to meet Tuvok. Did you? Yeah,
0: when I was oh. a, when I was
1: a kid, he did a signing at Forbidden Planet in Nottingham, and my That's dad. That's why you me. suddenly became so wise. <laughs> <laughs> So I, yeah, I got to meet him. I've got a signed picture of him somewhere. Oh, sweet! I say somewhere. I know exactly where it is. I'm just not admitting to it.
0: (laughs) Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. You were wondering how much of your Star Trek memorabilia to bring out (laughs) for this, and we decided not. We decided half or something. I don't know. We don't we want just to look brought,
1: too bad. We just brought my 7 of 9 and my Star Trek props out. <laughs> really, didn't, I do not want to look like too much of a geek. It's so. really cool
0: the way she's in an alcove. there. <laughs> that would be such a, way, a cool way to sleep as well, being in an alcove. So,
1: we've picked our ships. We've yeah, gone for different crews. I had to... I have very carefully I had to make sure that my crew just wasn't just the crew of Deep Space Nine. Because that is my favourite Star Trek series.
0: I tried to have a bit of a One a of the mix. reasons I went
1: for Riker over Kira for First Officer, and for uh, sorry over O'Brien was because I thought, if I don't do this, it is going to turn into DS9 with Data and Seven.
0: <laughs> DS9 is a very easy <laughs> series to love. I mean, you, you can just get series. so
1: into the characters and the situations. I have to admit, if someone said to me, what... I've never watched any Star Trek. What should I watch to see if I like it or not? Deep Space Nine would be what I tell them to watch.
0: I definitely, well, I think because um, partly I think it's got so many issues that are relevant. Mm. And I think if somebody hadn't watched any Star Trek, then they're probably not that into sci-fi. But um, DS9 is is it's a bit more real than the others. And that's partly why they made it, isn't it? Mm. Because it wasn't... The, others, the rest of Star Trek wasn't quite dark enough. I mean, it, it seemed too utopian mm. future. And like Even when they introduced the Borg as being like the, the downside of technology. But the, even the Borg weren't the villains that the Cardassians were.
1: And no. the Cardassians, and particularly Dukat, and then the, later the Dominion...
0: Yeah, it was the, like the dark side of humanity, basically, mm. was coming out in the Cardassians. Then in later episodes, mm. you had to see them as being more three-dimensional as well, because mm. you had... Like the stuff that Garrick had, had to go through and you and saw Garrick him Garrick was person. one of the
1: brilliant I mean I'd say I would if love had to spy had, on this then if, he I, would have had, been there. Yeah, if I had yeah if I had an intelligence officer then we yeah. would have both had a free Garrick he would have done really yeah because Garrick was one of the most again one of the most interesting characters because another, he had yeah. such a mis- mysterious presence to him Another person that
0: Cisco punched as well. Yep,
1: yeah, he did. In, I love the uh, way he, the just... <laughs> <light>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he just. Yeah,
0: just blocked it and then he punched him with the other hand. <laughs> I love the fact really the way, cool way that Garrick
1: just didn't. He, he just knew Cisco was angry. He, he knew did. Cisco had a right to be angry, so mm. he was just talking him down while taking the hits, while and taking
0: him. taking the beating. <laughs> but basically, Garrick took a beating for the sake of the humanity. War. Yeah, mm. yeah, for the Alpha Quadrant. The, really. Yeah, yeah, and we
1: don't give in. Garrick enough credit for that. So well done, Garrick. Andrew Robinson brilliantly portrayed that role.
0: And he wrote a really good book about it as well. Yeah. About, uh, the st- a Stitch in Time. That's yeah, a great i read the book about a, Garrick.
1: He's going to yeah. start to find out more about his mysterious backstory. and Yeah. yeah. So yeah, this is our Star Trek uh, dream team. Dedicated to Garrick. Dedicated to Andrew Robinson as Garrick. Thank mm-hmm. you, Garrick, for bringing the Romulans into the war and saving the Alpha Quadrant and life as we know it. Thank you. Thank you for your thick skin.
0: Farewell, Questa. To find out about other productions by
1: the Middlesome Meeples, then check out our channel or rendezvous with us at middlesonmeeples.com. Until next time, Questa, farewell and keep thine axe sharp.